Hey everyone, welcome to the Behind the Scenes Podcast. I'm Jeremy. And I'm Audrey. And on this podcast, we share the messy, honest, unfiltered, and not so curated parts of our life. Think of this podcast as a bunch of bloopers with some truth bombs sprinkled throughout. That's right. We're going to be taking you behind the scenes of our daily routines, our social media feeds, and what you may or may not have seen on TV. We're going to be talking relationships, family, faith, business, basically whatever we are learning about, fighting about, or laughing about lately. We're going to be sharing our daily life, our struggles, successes, and our roses and thorns from each week. And we don't want this podcast to just be about us. So we're also going to go behind the scenes with some of the people who inspire us the most. We hope this podcast feels like you're joining us for a campfire. Come hang out. This episode of Behind the Scenes Podcast, we are going to talk about several things that have helped us live intentionally, I shall More say. More intentionally. More intentional. Which is something that we always talk about. Yeah. <laughs> and if you've been following us for a while, you know it's something that Jerry and I are big proponents of, is just being more intentional, whether it's with your relationships, yeah, with what you eat, with what you bring into your home, with how you decorate your home, with your just, if we, with, with your time, everything. Yeah. How would you define that, babe? Because I feel like we say that a lot, and a lot of people know that's Purposeful. like... Purposeful. Yeah, I was going to say aware. That too. In yeah. order, You like, have to be aware in order to be purposeful. You have to be aware to, in order to be a pop, But purposeful, being aware, I would say, would come before being purposeful, you know? But I think also even beyond being aware and purposeful, it's like being... It's establishing rhythms and routines, which we also always talk about, but... You know, some of our key intentional things, like, for example, the marriage journal, that's an intentional thing that we do every single week, but it's become this rhythm and routine. So a lot of our, like, intentional practices are rhythms and routines. Yeah. And I would say this is all wrapped up well in essentially kind of what our whole book was about, A Love Letter Life, which is, you know, if I were to ask you, the listener, whoever's (laughs) listening to this, are you living the kind of story that you would want read back to you one day. Yeah. That right there is a phrase that really convicts us a lot. Like in 10 years, are we going to look back? If someone would read the last 10 years to me when I'm 40, which is crazy to say. So uh, Almost 30. Yeah, I'll be 30 in May. Coming up on the big 3-0. But like, let's just say I knew from now to when I'm 40, someone's going to read me these 10 years. Like, am I going to like that story? What's read to me in order to like it, you have to be intentional. You have to choose what not to do and what to do. Mm -hmm. And in order to successfully do something, you have to establish boundaries and rhythms. And that is ultimately where freedom comes from. Like a lot of people think freedom is the elimination of boundaries. Mm -hmm. It's not, it's the establishment of specific boundaries. That's freedom towards your goals. Um, Really good. I agree. Yeah. Hey, how'd we get on that, babe? <laughs> well, we wanted, as we were kind oh. of thinking, like, what are we going to talk about in this episode? We were like, well, these are the two things that have been, like, really huge for us in the past few weeks. So let's just talk about them. And two of them so happen to be, like, yeah. huge inten- ways to live more intentionally. Yeah. Um. So, anyways, we're going to talk about that. But before we do, we wanted to give you guys a little recap on our Thanksgiving journey. 
Hope you all had a great Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah, we we went to Bend, Central Oregon with my family, which was really fun. It was our first time going there. Which is actually what we've, lot, like, what we've been doing. Yeah, we've been, well, the past couple of years. Exactly, the past couple. I feel like there's two ways to kind of make traditions. It's either you intentionally choose to do something or you realize, oh, wow, we've been doing that the last couple of years. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's kind of, that's kind of what our... Uh, Thanksgiving in Bend has become is this accidental tradition, but we love it. It's great. We love Bend. We had snow this year, mm-hmm. six inches about. Which is crazy because usually Central Oregon does not get this much snow this early in the year. Thanksgiving weekend, it's mm-hmm. like pretty early. The mountain will, but. Yes, the mountain will, but not usually. I mean, it was a crazy snowstorm when we were driving over. And. You guys, the drive to Bend is, from where we live is three and a half hours. In the summertime. In the, in the summertime, it's it, four, four, four Middle of the day. I, I, no, it's not. I can do it in three hours, under three, sub three. I've done it a lot. Like, yes, but not in the snow. Not in the snow, of course. Cool, in the snow, course. it's like four, four and a half. But this particular trip, which if you followed, Jared and I both shared about it a little bit on our Instagram stories, but it was, I mean, I have been doing this trip to Bend from Portland my entire life because my siblings and I, we all grew up downhill ski racing for the mountain over there. And so we used to drive like every weekend in the winter and it has never taken us. I mean, I think the max it's taken us is probably six hours. And that's because there was either like a fatality going over the pass or in the summertime when the fires are really bad. Yeah. But this trip... (laughs) With me being 36 weeks pregnant. 35 weeks 35 pregnant. 35 weeks pregnant at the time. And Ember in the back of the car, newly potty trained. And so much snow. Okay, babe, I'm on pins and needles. We don't we didn't have snow tires. Tell them. And it's a holiday week at holiday week. It took us eight and a half hours to get there. Yeah. And I put on chains for, for the, the first, first time, time ever We've never because I didn't, we didn't think we would need our all trains yet. Um, and for some reason, usually we wear our all trains all year round, but um, don't, didn't have them this year. We actually, we probably didn't need them per se, but yeah, the Subaru Outback does a really good job, but Hundred dollar chains or chains. Given let's the say. circumstances, given the circumstances, <laughs> chains it was cheap insurance. Given a thirty five week old pregnant wife and a two year old baby in the car, so it was kind of one of those situations where. Yeah. And we also got a late start that day, so we were driving like at night. Because usually we have the right tires. It uh, was my first time ever putting on chains, and I think I did it in what ten minutes the first time. 15. I thought it was three minutes. That was my second time ever oh, putting on okay, chains. Sorry. You guys, I had Audrey time me and I put the chains on in sub three minutes. <laughs> no, it was about three minutes. We exactly. had to stop. We had to, we started driving into the pass and then turned around to this gas station because we were, I was like, I think we just should maybe have them for insurance. And we went back to the gas station and thankfully, like, at, we're two minutes from the gas station and Ember's like, Mama, pee pee potty, pee pee potty. And I'm like, Oh, praise. This will be perfect. So we could take her to the bathroom. At the gas station bathroom, yeah. we got some chains, and then we literally drove probably what two miles, three miles mm-hmm. back out into the past. Mm-hmm. Stopped for two and a half hours, yeah. just literally stopped in the snowstorm. People turning off their cars. Some semis jackknifed and almost went over the ridge. Which, if you guys know 
the it's not the Sanium Pass. Which pass is it? Mount Hood. Yeah, the Hood Pass. If you guys know the turn I'm talking about, you know, uh, with the big rock wall there. Why yeah. am I saying that? <laughs> what? So <laughs> nobody knows. Nobody knows. A couple <laughs> of you have probably driven. Okay, that but anyways, pass. fast forward in the story. We make it through the pass. We're putt putting along. Finally, once people start moving again, and they start letting us through, we get through the pass. And finally to a spot where there's no more snow. And Jared's like, I should take the chains wow. off. And I didn't want him to take the chains off because I was like, let's just keep going. Ember was asleep. And I was like, oh, just another stop. We got to pull over. And there was enough snow on the ground that we could have just left him yeah, on. Taking him off takes. Jared, Jared wanted to do it. So he took him off. And then within <laughs> within minutes of taking them off. No, Audrey, it was within probably 45 seconds. Yeah, like no joke. We had just been going 20 we, miles we, an we hour took them through off. the pass in traffic. We took them off a half mile from uh, not Broken Leaf. Uh, no, no one cares, remember? Still, but it was a half mile <laughs> from the town. And uh, and we got pulled over right in, right in town. For so. speeding. For speeding, yeah. When we've literally been in the car for at this point eight and a half hours. No, this at is that like point seven it was like hours. seven hours. Yeah. And so we were like, oh my goodness. So we pulled over and the officer came up. Um I did not know whether to laugh or cry. I was like <laughs> Yeah. This L- is long story short, um I respect police officers. Uh think they have a hard job, and so I'm always really nice to them. Um and yeah, we, we ended up not getting a ticket. Which was, which we were really thankful for. Jeremy people. has just like a way with talking to police officers. <laughs> mm, <laughs> you, know, yeah. you do. You have this way of just being like respectful, but painting the picture still of like, you know, we've been in the car for six hours. We just got our baby to sleep, but yeah. not making excuses. Well, I think given the circumstances too, like there was probably, I mean, he's had a really full night, you know, of, people slipping off the road and I, I mean it was just yeah everything totally. was chaos this is probably the, le- the last of his like worries he anyways so we were really thankful for that and uh yeah we kept on kept on our route and ended up pulling into finally made it um the house what was it like midnight yeah yeah At so least. that was our trip to bend for thanksgiving and um had a great time there i got to play in the snow with ember which was really fun because it was actually like her first time really as a kid yes playing in snow and she loved it i got to help her build her first snowman i bundled her up all like christmas story it was awesome (laughs) i underestimated though building the snowman babe i started rolling i have not built a snowman in a very long time And I underestimated how much work it is. Yeah, building the bottom ball. Yeah, it's a it's, <laughs> it's like a really cro- it's a cross hard. CrossFit training workout. Yeah, building I was a snowman. like, oh, maybe I shouldn't be doing this, <laughs> like this pregnant. But she loved it. Mm-hmm. We put the little nose. Uh, there was a game we discovered. On. We discovered oh, yeah. uh, a Ruma cube. How? A Rubica. No. It's an old game. Rumkin. Rum. Crap, what's the name of it? Roma, Roma Cube. Oh, gosh. Hold on. Let Click me pull Google this search. up. We did play... Roma Cube. Roma Cube, yes. Yeah. It's kind of like our new sequence. We've talked about sequence on the podcast. Yeah, we love before. sequence. Yeah, it's, so, just, it's like a mind... It's not. It's more strategy than sequence, wouldn't you say? 
Um, yes. Yeah, for sure. But I'm not, I'm not like convinced. Sequence is more luck. No, only because there's cards in sequence. Like there's, you know, you have cards, like you draw cards. No, but I mean, there's room in their sequence or whatever. There's no cards in sequence. Yeah, there is. Oh, yeah, there is. <laughs> Shoot, I'm getting the mixed up. I feel like Rumikin is more strategy because you can think about you're you're having to like see the big picture. Yeah. You guys, if you have not played Rumicube, it's a fantastic game. Good Christmas gift idea. It's like fifty years old or something. Over, I think I saw on the box fifty million. It's right here. Fifty plus million games have been sold, which which is incredible. Um, as far as a statistic, that's insane. Uh, anyways, really good yeah, game. Fun. And you can play with how many people? Four. But uh, we played two, with m- two to four. Yeah, but we could play with just us. Yeah, it's it's kind of fun with two, but like four is a good game, and you can crush a couple games. Best two out of three. Yeah, it's four awesome. is perfect. Double date night. So I've been laid up because of surgery for a while, I, and I was able, you know, I got the go ahead to basically do what I want outside of extraneous workouts and lifting really heavy things, quote, really heavy things. However, being laid up for two months, I didn't realize that ping pong would be strenuous. <laughs> and I played ping pong with my brother-in-law, Jack, and man, this is embarrassing, but woke up- <laughs> Behind the scenes, Woke hey. up pretty sore. Like my glutes were firing. Jack was making fun of you pretty- uh... Yeah. <laughs> but I haven't done, I mean, I- You got to get ready for ski season. I know. Um, I know. I actually been, teach I didn't Girl. tell you this, but I took Ember to indoor goals today uh, before. Oh, just to go see? Yeah, before uh, gymnastics so that I could check the schedule and see if I could slip my name in a spot and join a team, an indoor team. That's fun. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Uh, but there was none available. So we'll see. I, I do got to do something to, to get back into it. But we have a. A uh, bike now. What do they what do they call them? An elliptical. And so I'm hoping it's not to elliptical. It's a spin bike. Oh, it's a spin bike. What is an elliptical? <laughs> elliptical oh, is the, the standing thing with that the arms, you push yeah. with your arms and legs. Yeah, yeah. So we have a spin bike. So uh, you know, hopefully I'll get back into it. Pumped on it. Yeah, it's just you know, start hernia with- surgery and throwing your back out. I just you know, two months. And of, then we're gonna have a new baby here pretty soon. Two we're months. Have another of excuse. Nothing. No, I could take Ember for jogs and stuff. That's true. In the middle of winter. Um, She'd probably love it. That was a bit of a ramble. Sorry. Yeah, that was a fun game. Yeah, it was a good trip. We had was, a good time with my family. Yeah. And good time in the snow. It's always just nice to be over there in Central Oregon. We, we some, miss it a lot. Just saw some old friends. Yes. Uh, you know, we saw one of our business coaches. We saw uh, some mentors of ours. Um, it was a good time. Yeah. It, it was Black Friday side BFCM. Black Friday, Cyber Monday, which for us, uh, you know, it can either be relaxing or just a lot of work. So we did work quite a bit over the weekend because obviously it's a big, you know, weekend for us as we, you know, prep our tools and, you know, just fine tune some websites and whatnot. But this year specifically, it was a lot of work for Audrey um, because of a recent, uh, you know, something recent that she's really poured a lot of energy and time into, and we're going to be continuing to pour a lot of energy and time into. Uh, and this is actually one of the things that a lot of you maybe don't know that, um, 
don't know that we're either A, so kind of invested and interested in it, but also B, it's had such an impact on us. Mm -hmm. And this is one of those things uh, that's helped us be intentional in many, many ways. Some of you have asked, Jer, are you still intermittent fasting? Um, No, I'm not actually anymore. I kind of do every now and then. What does that have to do? Trust me, I have a point here, baby. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> but I'm like you really need to land the plane. I know, here. no, 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 no. Hold on, I'm, I've Enneagram got nine. I've got this. Um, so <laughs> I'm not anymore. I am. I'm doing something. I'm trying something different, which maybe I'll talk about a different time because that would be way off topic. But uh, um, what intermittent fasting did for me was it really helped me in all areas of my life be more intentional, focused, and and uh, just aware, like we were talking about in the beginning of this. Conscious. Conscious. Yeah. Yeah. I was just, with reading, with I was just more disciplined, more conscious, not just in my eating habits, but in everything. So um, with what we're about to talk about right now as the first thing that helps us be more, has been helping us be more intentional, that's kind of what it's done for us over the Mm -hmm. past couple years that we've been doing it is, Mm -hmm. uh, it's just helped in many areas of our life, us be more intentional and focused. So um, babe, do you want to, Jump into it. I thought you were going to tell them what it was. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So we have been, I mean, you guys know this. We've talked about this on here on the podcast. We'll tell them the story. Yeah. But um, we've been using, you know, we've just been using essential oils and being more intentional about um, or more aware, I guess, going back to what we were saying in the beginning of the podcast of just the products that we use and what's in them and what we're putting on our bodies and in our bodies and allowing into our home. And on our, on our tables, on our, around All our food, everything. And I think it just goes back to like, Jared and I just care about being intentional with our health too and those things. And, um, and it, gosh, now it's been like four years since we first started, um, using essential oils and and since I really dove more into like downloaded the Think Dirty app on my phone and started scanning yeah. the products that I use to like see what's in them and you know learning about parabons and sulfates and like all those things um, and knowing what to look out for and I really it wasn't until I got pregnant with Ember that it was like that extra level of okay, now I really want to like make sure that everything that I'm putting on and in my body is safe and I'm not around toxic chemicals and things like that, toxic yeah. cleaning products. And, and it's also where I started to pay a little bit more attention because I, you know, I grew up on a farm and I get that there's a sense of like building immunity with stuff. But yes. when you're talking about- That's different though. I was like just going to say, it's way, way different. <laughs> yeah. And this is where I started to learn like, okay, interesting, like chemicals that are really- harmful that can you know be found in a lot of these things we're putting on us every day and and spraying our tables down and cleaning and all that um you know that's just that's those aren't immunity building problems those are like cancer developing problems and i started to kind of see the difference and dive in uh you know as i would say uh the male figure husband of the house and um it got me really interested at that point when Audrey became pregnant. Yeah, this was just reminded me. I shared this to my Instagram actually this week, but just in light of this conversation, I just wanted to read it really quick. I follow this account. It's called Just Dot Ingredients. It's an Instagram account. She shares some really great information. Um, go follow her if you care at all about like being more intentional with your health and wellness. But anyways, she posted this thing saying, someone said to me last week, it's ridiculous to worry about reducing toxins. They're all around us. So reducing only some does nothing. 
And then she says, my response was dot, dot, dot. Your car drives through dirt, mud, rain, exhaust, dust, potholes, bumps, and more every day. There's nothing you can do to avoid some of those. But don't ever swerve around that pothole. Don't ever dodge the puddle. Don't ever get your car washed. Don't ever get your filter changed or your oil changed. Don't ever do any maintenance on it at all. That would be considered ridiculous and does nothing because your car will just drive through some more of those every day. To have your car run at its optimal capacity, you have to take care of it. If you ever... If you never dodged the potholes or changed its filters or did maintenance, it's so funny, girls talking about cars. I know, it is funny. Um, Those are going to be some huge car shop repair bills down the road. Same is true with your body. To have your body run at its optimal, but I think this is a really good example for men too. To have your body, body run at its optimal capacity, you have to take care of it. If you never dodged some of those toxins or did maintenance on it, those are going to be some huge medical bills down the road. It's not an all or nothing mentality. It's dodge what toxins you personally can to help your body out as best as you can. I just thought that was really good because I'm like, yes, it's not this like, you know, Jared and I don't yeah, claim it, to be like, we're never going to use any of these things and no, nothing toxic ever no, and no, blah, no, blah, no, blah. No, no. Yeah. But like we do the best we can with the knowledge that we have to be like good gatekeepers of our home and what we're bringing into our bodies. And I think as women, like I love this analogy for men because I think they can really relate to it, you know, with cars and stuff, or especially you. How dare you say Sorry. that, babe. But like, but for women, like for the <laughs> I'm, most I'm part, kidding, I feel like a anyone. lot of women just like are more natural. They they more naturally care about that kind of stuff. And I think a lot of it has to do with when you do become pregnant and become a mom, you're carrying this child and you just, you have to learn so much more about your body and what you, what's okay to put in it and not. And you become so much more aware of your body. I I will say some people get, get paralyzed by that. Like they, they get in the state of like paralysis because like, don't do that. Everything's (laughs) killing you. Everything's killing. It's kind of like when you Google like a splinter, you know, next thing you know, you're like, I have this unknown form of Amazon, you know, skin eating bacteria. It's like, (laughs) no, you, you got a splinter, you know? Um, yeah. And so, you know, there's a balance to all of this, of course, but again, what we're talking about in this podcast is two things that have helped us, like really helped us, um, be more intentional and aware and has not paralyzed us because we've set healthy boundaries around it. One example, should I share about my recent, um, I don't know what you want to call it, food endeavor? Or babe, do you think that would be better for a different podcast? I think that's a deep dive into a different podcast. Okay. Deep dive, not happening right now. <laughs> um, but I think- But if the, you have to admit there was a good example there. Um, but I'll share that later. Yeah, I think that's just, that's a deeper dive. But I think that, you know, when it comes to products that you're using in your home and putting on your bodies, um, and like for us, essential oils have been just a huge support for our family's health, whether it's emotionally, physically, mentally, hormonally, um, supporting ember, like digestion, sleep, like just so many different things they have supported us um, through and specifically me through pregnancy and delivery, labor and postpartum, um, but also like through Jeremy's surgery and like recovery from that. And um, I mean, we use yeah. them in our daily life for so many different things. And and I think a lot of people, what a lot of people don't know about um, specifically Young Living, which is the essential oils that we use because of their seed to seal promise, which is basically like what's in the bottle is what came out of the ground. It's from the seed to the seal, no additives. It's 100% therapeutic grade essential oil. Um, 
And that's where like where you're buying your essential oils from really does matter, by the way. Don't go buy lavender essential oil from the dollar section at Target because if you read the back, you'll realize what it's full of (laughs) and why it doesn't smell good. Um, But anyways, we use essential oils. We Young Living also makes like so many other products that we like all of our cleaning products, personal care items, hygiene, supplements. Everything they have a whole baby line, they have a whole skincare line, yeah, baby wipes, everything. and so it's been a way for us to be like more intentional with our health and just like reducing the toxins. Um, and again, I know I'm rambling, but this has been something that's been like very life changing for us, and yeah, um, and not just us. And I think that's something that, um, I wanted to take a second just to share about here too, because I don't really, I don't really talk about this too much, like publicly um, or on social media even, but I do have a health and wellness account called More Than Oils on Instagram that you can follow where I share a lot about this kind of stuff. Um, But there's also a whole business side to Young Living um, that we have been slowly immersing ourselves in over the past three-ish years. And um, again, like like I said, we don't talk too much about it, but I did want to talk about it today just because it's been a well, massive yeah. blessing for us, um, but especially like a very significant thing in our lives the past couple weeks. It, it, yeah, it's because we don't talk about it out to be respectful. Um, I would say primarily just, you know, we just, why also, but it's become such a big part of our life. And given that this podcast is called Behind the Scenes, we figured... This would be a good. We need to share more. This about would this. be a good place to mention <laughs> yeah. it and bring it up because a lot of some people ask like, "What did you do?" You know, it's like classic. Like, "What did you do last weekend?" And it's like, "Well, if all you did is this one thing, but mm-hmm. you feel like you can't talk about it, you know, there's a problem there." So we're like, "Okay, this might be a good time to to bring this up and just share what how the positive effects it has had on us." Um, Audrey, uh, you know, with with friendships, both our family financially, our health, and just the way we've kind of viewed life lately, um, mm-hmm. and answers to prayer. Yeah. A lot of you know that we walked away from filming Little People Big World uh, mm-hmm. four years ago, three? No, no, yeah. sorry. Three um, years ago, two years ago? I've lost track. We made the decision to walk away before it, it actually ended, but yeah. <laughs> it feels like a long time ago, but a couple years ago, we walked away from the show, and uh, um, and then uh, slowly started to do the business side of Young Oils because... Uh, um, well, f- for several reasons, but that has been financially, uh, you know, totally covered what we walked away from. And that's huge for our family, first of all. Um, but I'll let Audrey speak a little bit more yeah. to that. So I'll just say, you know, in the beginning, when I first started doing, I was like, you know, Jared and I obviously we're entrepreneurs. We love opportunity. Um, sometimes that's to a fun fault. for us. Yeah. Sometimes to a fault. So I was like, okay, like I could maybe do this. Like I'd been using the products for a while, and then um, just in learning more about the business and how it works, I was like, this would actually be like a really awesome blessing to one of my friends. And at the time, I didn't think I, I didn't have the bandwidth to like just run with this business and like start doing it full force. But I had a best friend who did have the time to do that. And I was like, let's do this together. So we kind of like started the business out of it together. Um, And one of the really cool things about like being able to do this business, and it's so weird for me to say this because like I don't really know how to say it 
without just saying it. But like for me as like a quote unquote influencer, and I hate that word, but like doing the business out of Young Living has given me the ability to financially help other families. And I think with like so many things that Jeremy and I do, like we we are able to help people in their marriages. We're able to help people with their health. We're able to like hopefully encourage and inspire people and give people new ideas for different things and introduce them to things. But like this is a very tangible way that I get to help people um, through basically like giving them a business opportunity. And it's just been something that's like really, really cool to see the impact of. Yeah. And yeah, babe, what do you... Yeah, I just want to say, and also it's been cool because the season of life we're in, like as we uh, start to have more kids and grow our family, it's caused us to stop and consider the direction we're going. Yeah. And we were working really hard, like on fire to take over the world, like do a bunch of stuff. And our, our objectives have shifted a little bit. Like we want to be good parents. Yeah. We want to be... We want to be 40 years old and like healthy and still running or whatever. Mm -hmm. We want to have a family that pursues and loves the Lord. Like we want to represent to our kids the morals that we want to bestow on them. And we realized, okay, some things have to change. And so uh, we've kind of talked about this a lot with you guys about just making some tough decisions and whatnot. But you know, we've decided to kind of say no to some stuff, step back from some stuff. Um, in, and uh, what's cool about this is it's given Audrey, it allows Audrey to A, work when she can work. Um, and mm-hmm. also B, it's... Uh, it's like very conducive to the season of life I'm in right now. Exactly. That's exactly what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 I would say too, um, you know, my, my team has now almost 4,000 people on it. And most of the people are not most... It's a wide variety ranging from college kids to newlyweds to new moms to grandmas to moms doing this business with their daughters. Like it's just, it's really eclectic, but also I would say like predominantly um, new moms that are looking for something to do, like some way that they can help their family financially, but also like a community to be a part of. I was just going to say, and your team, Audrey's team is called More Than Oils. And I love that because this is so much more than oils. And I've personally watched my wife like get on and like build these relationships with girls from across the country that she's talking to. And world. And world, yeah. And uh, and get filled up, encouraged, get I bounce ideas off each other. Hey, like my daughter's going through this. Like, you know, do you have anything under the sun that's helped you? Like, let me know. And like, just have a group of like-minded women um, around her that all want to a um, provide for their family in some way with the time that they have, whether it be nap time or when the kids go to bed, if they want to put an hour or two work in or more, right? Mm-hmm. They're able to provide, for, start providing financially, and also be they have friend that she's building friend. Anyways, I'm rambling, but yeah, no, totally. it's a lot more noils, and that's been really cool to watch, yeah. and that's that's come back to help our family a lot. Yeah. Um, like on the product side, it's more than oils in the sense that like it's more than essential oils. They have so many different products, but also it's more than oils in just the sense of community that it's created. And I think the people, the kinds of people that are drawn to a more non-toxic lifestyle or, or 
living more intentionally with their health and wellness, like it's sort of created that community. And so you have a lot of like-mindedness there. And so people have built really strong friendships within my team. And it's really cool to see that happening and, and to get to be a part of something that is impacting people's lives in so many ways. So we just wanted to share about that all because um, yeah. over that well, weekend. Do you want me to, can I say Yeah, it? you can say. All because I want to congratulate Audrey because over this last weekend, my wife hit Diamond, which is just, it's fantastic news, a great big deal. She worked really hard to get there. Her team has worked really hard and it was so cool because they put together this huge like Facebook group and everyone is sharing all these ways Audrey's like helped them, impacted them, spoken with them. And there's just these videos and videos and videos and messages in this private Facebook group. Um, congratulating my wife (laughs) and all the hard work she's put in. And, you know, we, you know, like we talked a year ago and you blah, blah, blah. And it was just so cool. Um, so cool to see babe. Congratulations. Yeah. Guys, we know that was a little, you know, we debated whether or not to talk about this or share it here. But um, like behind the scenes, like that's been such a huge thing for us. Behind the scenes, it's <laughs> not just been a huge thing, but it's actually been where we're starting to put a lot more of our focus and energy yeah. because it's had such huge return for us. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to find out more, obviously you can go to Audrey's Instagram, More Than Oils. It's probably her most active Instagram account, <laughs> even more <laughs> than your bit your uh, personal one. No, I don't know. Um, that, but... And or you can go. Yeah, I think that's probably the best that's place right the now. the best place to go. Um, and anyways. If, like specifically, if you are listening to this and you're like, I am interested in the, in the business that are just learning more about it, like send me a DM over there because um, I'd love to talk with you more about it and like what that looks like and getting yeah. you plugged in. But We hope this came off respectful. Yeah. We just figured we have it's to, just it's, been a, like it's a time huge, to share about it. Yeah. yeah, and it's been like such a huge blessing to us like really and truly and I shed a lot of tears to be honest over the past week and just like how grateful I am for this opportunity and that I said yes to it three-ish years ago and that the timing of me hitting diamond now like a month before having our second baby and just it's really like the Lord is just like paved a way in this and I'm just so grateful that I gave it a chance. So, and if you're a guy listening to this, and you know you're questioning the finance, talk to Jared. He'd love to talk to you. DM about me it. on my <laughs> Instagram. I'd love to give you like the brass tacks, the yeah. like man to man, my opinion about it, and mm-hmm. and I'll shoot you straight. So, uh, because it's not all bells and whistles. <laughs> I will say that. So it's work. <laughs> yeah, and at the end of the day, it is a, it is a job. It's just a job you can command. So yeah. let's move on. The second thing mm-hmm. that has been really really cool for us. Yeah, we're super excited to share this. Yeah, it's helped us live uh, very intentionally, um, and it's grown. Well, we're just now getting into it, so this is an audacious statement to say right now. But I can already see how it will yeah. help us grow our relationship with the Lord deeper and stronger than ever before. Um, it's a liturgy book and, uh, what it's called every moment. Holy. I was just going to pick it up. It's called every moment. Holy. And we are not like, this is not, we're not sponsored to say this. We don't know the guy who wrote it. This is nothing. We literally just, I heard about this book from somebody else who shared about it. And I was like, that sounds really cool. And I got it. And then Jared and I spent the evening reading some of it by the fire and like yeah. learning about liturgy. And we were like, how have we not had this before? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So it's, Jared, it's tell fantastic. Them. It's beautiful. And it's sing it's pulls all the heartstrings of Audrey and I. 
Um, many of you have read our, uh, you know, our book, which include, which is our love story and just the type of love story we want to have, want to read about. And I think just the way this book has been put together, it just screams intentionality. Yeah. And, and yeah, we love it. So briefly, we did a little bit of surface research on liturgy because we, we figured, hey, if we need to kind of dig into this, I'm sure there's people listening that, that, what is liturgy? that need to know what liturgy is. So uh, without uh, you know, watching the grass grow or paint dry, we'll get through just real <laughs> quick. Um, liturgy is essentially commonly known as the work of the people. That's a definition that I saw pop up many, many times. Um, or put another way, it's prescribed forms of or a ritual for public worship in any of various religions or churches. So it, it's a way to worship. Um, and this one definition that I read about uh, described it in kind of three nuances or three I, you know, different ways to kind of process the word or the work of the people. So it means, first of all, it implies we need to be engaged it means we need to be doing and we need to be engaged in doing collectively, like as a group. So mm-hmm. liturgy is a group of people doing something. And it, it expands beyond just the group of like your church, just the group of your community, just the group of you and your wife. It goes to like the global church. And if you if you process the concept of God living outside of time, that is like really, really powerful. Because that means liturgy is the participation, not just with your immediate people in front of you, but it's actually the participation of someone of C.S. Lewis, with C.S. Lewis, right? Outside of time. He died how many hmm. you know, years ago? Also the future. Revelation talks about um, worship and a lot of how it's described in Revelation is the origins of liturgy, how it's done still in the church. And so fast or past, present, future. It's really powerful when you consider the concept of time being eliminated with how we worship. I That blew me away. I was like, wow, that's really cool. Liturgy is the work of Christ done, oh, sorry, is the work of what Christ has done on behalf of the people. Liturgy is the work of God in which the people participate. So it's not about our work. It's about what Christ has done. And ultimately it's for, um, you know, for the work of, of God. So there's a lot there, a lot more to unpack. And I encourage all, I learned a lot. So if you guys want to go know more about what liturgy means, um, I encourage you to go, I don't know, give it a Google, go on YouTube. I found a lot of really cool uh, videos. Maybe we'll link some in the show notes because there's a couple I watched that I thought was really good. Um, if you guys don't know, we now have show notes available at theroloffs.com. If you just click, if you just go to theroloffs.com and click Roloff Podcast. Or sorry, no. What is it, babe? It's podcast blog. Yeah, if you go to theroloffs.com and then on the main menu, podcast blog, uh, we got show notes now for all the episodes. So all the links are there. Everything we talk about is there and just like the episode recap. So I don't want to keep rambling about this, but another thing I thought was interesting is every church is liturgical because liturgy is essentially kind of, it's the worship of (laughs) the job, the worship of God um, you know, as a group of people. And there's so much more to it that I want to keep going because I think this stuff's fascinating, but you can go research on your own. The um, whole point of saying whole- all of this about liturgy, <laughs> though, is that this book is a book of liturgies. And it, so it's called Every Moment Holy. Yeah, it's 
and meant to be done like with people, with your wife, you know. So it's a book of liturgies for ordinary events of daily life or like more meaningful, significant moments like celebratory moments or um, or or moments of grief. So like, for example, there's a liturgy for feasting with friends. There's a liturgy for the first hearth fire of the season. There's a liturgy for changing diapers. Like there's literally basically these little readings, essentially they're prayers yeah. for these mundane moments and these big moments. And we wanted to read you guys the one that's the liturgy for the Setting mark. up a Christmas tree. You no, know, what was the, <clears throat> read the other one first. Read What's the, the other one? The Christmas, the mark of the Christmas season or the beginning of Christmas season, right one? before it. Ooh, the hearth fire of the season is going. Okay, Christmas season. You want me to do that one? Yeah, but we can't, before we can't you, read them both, read babe, it, babe. We can't read them both, so I'll just read the Christmas season. Okay, well, well hold on. Before you read it, mm. essentially these are. Hey, don't be mean. <laughs> I want to get going on it. It's um, long. There, what he says in the beginning of the book is that there are ways of reminding us that our lives are short th- through. Are, that our lives are shot through with sacred purpose, even when, especially when we are too busy or too caught up in our busyness to notice. And I really liked how he said that in the beginning. Every moment is holy. Yeah. And we need to recognize that and live into that. Okay. A liturgy to mark the start of the Christmas season. As we prepare our houses for the coming Christmas season, we would also prepare our hearts for the returning Christ. You came once for your people, O Lord, and you will come for us again. Though there was no room at the inn to receive you upon your first arrival, we would prepare you room here in our hearts and here in our home, Lord Christ. As we decorate and celebrate, we do so to mark the memory of your redemptive movement in our broken world, O God. Our glittering ornaments and Christmas trees, our festive carols, our sumptuous feasts. By these small tokens, we affirm that something amazing has happened in time and in space. That God, on a particular night, in a particular place so many years ago, was born to us an infant king, our prince of peace. Our wreaths and ribbons and colored lights, our giving of gifts, our parties with friends, these have never been ends in themselves." They are but small ways in which we repeat that sounding joy first proclaimed by angels in the skies near Bethlehem in view of such great tidings of love announced to us and to all people how we were how we not be moved to praise and celebration in this Christmas season as we decorate our tree and as we feast and laugh and sing together we are rehearsing our coming joy we are making ready to receive the one who has already with open arms received us we would prepare you room here in our hearts and here in our home, Lord Christ. Now we celebrate your first coming, Emmanuel, even as we long for your return. O Prince of Peace, our elder brother, return soon. We miss you so. Amen. So I think there's a lot of liturgies in, in here that are for, like, open the table of contents and read some of the other ones, babe. Like, for, sure. for grief, for... Bonfires in the night. Yeah, one of the ones that we for, read was... Yeah, for leavings, for an inconsolable homesickness. For sleeping in tents, for that's those, one that we read. For those fearing failure, for those sleeping in tents, for, for Wednesday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, for all the days of the week, uh, upon experiencing cheering, upon seeing a beautiful person, upon tasting pleasurable food, for paying the bills, for walking... Um, I mean, guys, for, for gardening, for everything, and for, star, when we, for stargazing, like the list goes on and on and on. And it's, 
it's really cool. We've already bookmarked quite a few that we read. Like there's one about for the hearth fire. If you guys don't know what a hearth is, a hearth fire or the, a hearth is the floor of a fireplace and a hearth fire is the, you know, kind of like the smoldering embers, if you will, the coals of a once burning fire. It's like that, that ongoing reminder of, of what's there and, and it's the base of the fire and it's, it's really beautiful. That's one of my favorite ones so far. But but I think what's cool too is that like kind of going back to the beginning of the podcast when we were talking about how some of the things that we have chosen to be intentional with have turned into routines. Yeah. Like I, as we were looking through the table of contents in this, I'm like, well, every time we go camping, I want to read this yeah. to our family together like the first night of a camping trip. Mm-hmm. Every time we set up our tree, I want to read the liturgy for setting up a Christmas tree, which is the next one in this book. Because it's such a cool way for like, if you are the type of person that cares about words and like, I love words and I, I always crave having the words to say for certain circumstances, You're like a writer. the words to share with people who need encouragement. Like I always want like that. I, I want to say something more meaningful than just like, I'm here for you. You know what I mean? I want to send them something that's, that's a prayer that like, ha- that is the words that would comfort them in that moment. And I feel like this book has allowed me to be able to do that with, with a few key people yeah. in the past few weeks. Um, and they're basically like pr- prayers to help you process or like, as I was thinking about it, they're prayers to help you process something really hard or really good or a big moment or prayers to help you prepare for something like going into yeah. a new season or a new day or whatever. So that's really well said. And again, returning to uh, why, how this has made us more intentional, you know, what, what I said previously is we want to, we want to find ways that help us be more intentional to live the story that we would want read back to us. We, when I'm 50, I want to be mature in my faith. I want to be uh, stronger then than I am now. I want to be a better dad, a better father, husband, and ultimately man of God, son of Christ, or son of Christ, man of God. Um, I That's like what I want. And this book has helped me make my moments ho- uh, more holy, or rather point my attention toward Back Christ. To Christ yeah. So like when I... And slow when down. I'm, when I'm getting ready to open a bottle of wine, I can think like, oh, wow. Like either I can choose to pray in that moment, or I can go, mm-hmm. what is a literature here? And I can read something that points my intentions, my heart, my soul, my mind, my body, all back towards Christ. And that is a practice that will, over the course of my life, be a small piece that helps build me into the type of person I want to become or the type of uh, family we want to be, you know, and all that. So, And one thing I wanted to say is some of them are very short. Like the one that we read was long, but there's momentary liturgies for yeah, um, like mem- like little memorizations. That are supposed to be basically memorized. So like, for example, one of them is um, a liturgy upon tasting a pleasurable food. So like this could be a prayer before dinner. For the infinite variety of your creative expression, I praise you, a God. You have made even the necessary act of eating a nurturing comfort and a perpetual delight. Mm. So, like, so they're supposed yeah. to be like, they're just beautifully written little things that you can memorize or you can read. And, and often said, maybe not better, but... Uh, <laughs> better. Better. Uh, <laughs> To, they're all good in the Lord's sight, but my point is, when there's something about when people across the span of generations and places and time are all kind of saying the same thing, uh, you know, I think that's powerful, and so does 
so do a lot of people. <laughs> it is powerful. So anyways, that's the second thing. Um, Those are just kind of like two big things in our life that we've been talking about a lot lately. And thought we'd share. And in and, and light of reading the Christmas season and the Christmas tree liturgy, we also, we went to got our treat. We went and got our Christmas tree this week, which is another fun thing that we yeah. got to do. I feel like it was way more fun with Ember this year because she just like kind of grasped what was happening. <laughs> she was like, this one, daddy, pick this one. Yeah, and we're like, Ember, that's a weed. You know? yeah. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But she was very cute. Um, real quick, I'm looking at Pine. And we, when we got home from Bend, you guys, Pine was like stress eating or something because she was two pounds heavier. <laughs> I don't know if that's accurate, but I picked her up and immediately I'm like, whoa. This this kitty was eaten when we She's were gone. She's always been such a little kitty, though. Yeah. She's still tiny. Sorry, random. Um, trees. Yeah, we went and got our Christmas tree. It was super fun. We set it up. So, like, again, I feel like this is just a cool thing. Like, yeah. you know, before setting up our Christmas tree, we can read this liturgy before having a bonfire, you know, like, yeah. things like that. I wore my Oregon uniform. Jer wore his as always, and Carhartt overalls and Carhartt coat, and Ember got to match him. Ember's starting to dress in in the necessary equipment. Ember's worn a Carhartt coat every year we've gone to get our yeah, tree with her, and always will <laughs> until she decides otherwise. But that'll be sad. Um, it, that reminds me too of a song we discovered this week. Someone DM'd Audrey, uh, you know, because of the Christmas tree, because of basically what I was wearing. Um, DM. I posted some photos of us cutting our tree, and this girl DM me and was like, "Have you heard this song? My friend wrote it. It's called Carhartt Co." And I was like, "What? There's a song called Carhartt Co." And I looked it up, and I thought, as I started listening to it, I thought it was like an old, like I thought it was a one of the old country singers. It songs, sounds you like, know? like an already famous. His voice song. was so good. And then we dove into it a little bit, and we realized like it had like a hundred views on YouTube. Only when yeah, I like, first, I don't want to say it. it's rude to say like you know this, you know, because he, he's somebody you know. But my point is, he was undiscovered. Like he's, yeah, he was he's like just a homeboy. Yeah, he's artist. a homeboy. Like he only had like a couple songs out. Just a good old boy writing songs. You know, somewhere where where is he? Uh, where I don't know, Alabama. I don't know, yeah. but like just writing songs for the fun of it is what it seems. And yeah, well, hold uh, on. But so he wrote this song as a tribute. To his. His dad passed away. And so the song is about like, basically, if you're listening to this podcast and your dad's passed away, especially if your dad wore a Carhartt coat, you definitely need to or listen to this song. You'll probably be sobbing. But also if you just, if you yeah, have it was a good. Carhartt coat or a husband who has a Carhartt coat and loves his Carhartt coat to death, then it's just it's such a good song. It's really, really good. Anyways, I shared about it on my social media and a be, bunch of people have been guys, like this book, blowing it up. This, so. Yeah, we want to blow it up because we, we, blow it up we think that's fun. Awesome song. Yeah, it's an awesome song. Um, and he seems like an awesome dude. Yeah. This book is linked in the show notes. The song will be linked in the show notes. Uh, Audrey's More Than All's Instagram will be linked in the show notes. Anything we talked about will be there. Again, that is at therolloffs.com in the main menu. Podcast blog. Or it might just be blog. Something like that. Something like that. If um, you follow our Instagram account, Behind the Scenes Podcast, we always link it in the stories and stuff there too. Yep. So you can find it there. Well, um, this was fun. Um, yeah. Babe, I feel like we got some we stuff off of lot, our- We did, but we got some stuff off our chest. because. Thanks for bearing with us, This guys. is Behind the Scenes Podcast. And today we covered two of the most influential things that have been a part of our life in the past three months that we have never talked about. So, yeah. Uh, Not never, but- yeah. Well, very yeah, yeah, you're right. Not not in this way. Right. So next week we are it's going to be 
the last podcast. Yes, we're of taking Christmas Eve off, and we're taking New Year's Eve off because it just so happens that both of those weeks fall on Tuesdays. So, so we're gonna have some time off to get ready for having a new baby. Guys, pretty excited. I'm 36 weeks now. So, hey, if you got a good name, drop it in the comments at Behind the Scenes Podcast Instagram <laughs> as well. Uh, we have a name. Just because I'm curious what people would say. We have a name. <laughs> but I think we have a name. We think. We're pretty sure. We're going to wait to meet meet him. Yeah. Him. That's what we did with Ember, too. Isn't that wild? It is wild. Well, it, you guys, uh, thanks for listening. But next week, before we go, um, next week, we're going to do a podcast talking about Christmas traditions that we both do. Oh. And don't do. And we want to know from you guys, what Christmas traditions do you hate and will never do? And what Christmas traditions do you love and do every year? Or what ones are you interested in trying? Yeah. Just share with us Not your... hate. Not hate. It's okay. Just... Hate is a strong word. C- Christmas share traditions. With us your Christmas what are traditions. ones that you don't do and what are ones that you do? That, yeah. I mean, it doesn't have to be you hate one or you love the other. It's just like... We're going to talk about them. We're going to talk them. about them and share what... Whether it's Elf on the we, Shelf, which I just discovered is a thing, or baking a cake for baby Jesus, or yeah. doing something with your family every night. We'll share our favorite traditions, but we also want to just talk through some of your guys's... And share our opinions on some that we maybe mm, eh. don't feel very strong about. And ones that we love, and new ones that we discover. Maybe if you're looking for some new traditions, you'll get some great ideas. So... Go comment on Behind the Scenes Podcast. We'll also put one of those question box up for you to be able to easily submit your yep. Christmas traditions. Look out for that this week. As always, we buy five of you coffee every single week. If you share the podcast on your stories, all you got to do is take a screenshot of your phone, share it, and say why you like the episode. Tag us. You get a red at, cup on us. At Behind the Scenes Podcast, at Jeremy Roloff, at Audrey Roloff. And uh, five of you, we will email Uh, Starbucks cards so um, there we go thanks guys thanks for listening talk to you next week bye